the transcript of the line I'd heard was this. That will all change when El Mujahid, at which point the other guy curses in Farsi and hangs up. Farsi's one of the languages I know. Actually, I know a lot of languages. That stuff's always been easy for me. I called my lieutenant and he called the major who woke up the colonel who woke up the homeland supervisor. Suddenly, I was the golden boy. And when a full team hit was planned on the warehouse, I got to play. Perks of ringing the bell. El Mujahid was the right name to hear on the wire. It means the fighter of the way of Allah. That son of a bitch was only a short step down from bin Laden. If U.S. soldiers roll their Bradley over a landmine, chances are this asshole is responsible. If there was even the slightest chance to get a lead to him, we had to move, and move fast. 3. There were thirty of us the next morning, everyone in black BDUs, helmet cams, and full SWAT gear. Each unit was split into four-man teams, two guys with MP5s, a point man with a Glock 40 and a ballistic shield, and one guy with a Remington 870 pump. I was the shotgunner on our team. The task force hit the warehouse hard and fast, coming in every door and window in the place, flashbangs, snipers on the surrounding buildings, multiple entry points, and a whole lot of yelling. Domestic shock and awe, the idea being to startle and overpower so that everyone inside is too dazed and confused to offer violent resistance. Last thing anyone wanted was an okay corral. My team had the back door, the one that led out to a small boat dock. There was a tidy little cigarette boat there, and while we waited for the go-no-go, the guy next to me, my buddy Jerry Spencer from DCPD, kept looking at the boat with the calculating lust of a cop nearing early retirement. I bent close and hummed the Miami Vice theme, and he grinned. He had a few weeks before getting out, and that boat must have looked like a ticket to paradise for him. The go came down, and everything suddenly got loud and fast. I had a shock lock round chambered in the shotgun, and I blew the steel deadbolt to powder. We went in yelling for everyone to freeze, to lay down their weapons. Even if the bad guys don't speak English, there's no one alive who doesn't get the gist when SWAT waves guns, yells, and points at the floor. I've been on maybe 15, 18 of these things in my time with Baltimore PD, and only twice was anyone stupid enough to draw a gun on us. Cops don't hot-dog it, and generally, neither do the bad guys, because it's not about who has the biggest balls, it's about overwhelming force so that no shots are ever fired. I remember when I went through the tack team training, the commander had a quote from the movie Silverado made into a plaque and hung up in the training hall. I don't want to kill you and you don't want to be dead. That's pretty much the motto. So, the bad guys usually stand around looking freaked out and everyone bleats about how innocent they are, yada yada. This wasn't one of those times. Jerry, who was the oldest man on the task force, was point man for our team, and I was right behind him with two guys at my back. We hustled down a short corridor and then broke left into a big conference room. Eight Middle Eastern guys around a big oak table. Just inside the door was a big blue phone-booth-sized container standing against the wall. Freeze! I yelled in three different languages. Put your hands above your heads, and that was as far as I got because the eight guys threw themselves out of their chairs and pulled guns. Okay, Corral, no doubt about it.
When IAD asked me later to recollect how many shots I fired and who exactly I fired them at, I laughed. Twelve guys in a room and everyone's shooting. If they're not dressed like your buddies, and you can, to a reasonable degree of certainty, determine that they're not civilian bystanders, you shoot and duck for cover. I shot the first guy to draw on us, taking him with two to the body. It spun him against the wall even as he opened up with a Tech 9, and as he spun, he poured half a mag into one of his buddies. A ricochet burned the air three inches from my face. The only lucky part of a free-for-all shootout is that everyone is so caught up in not getting shot that they don't have time to aim. That's a little less true for SWAT, and the ratio of aim to hit improves once the shock of the moment wears off. The unlucky part, and this is a real bitch, is that no matter how much you prepare for a shootout, you never really expect one. Most people have this...